Hello. What's up, guys? It's Brad with College Sportscast. I have got a little bit of new equipment here tonight, so trying tons of different things. Brad with College Sportscast again. We are glad you're with us. We're here for our Big Ten preview and prediction show. And check out part of our nice new season two intro. guys welcome back it's brad with college sportscast i think john hammond's going to be on here to join me here in just a little bit um again we are here to do our big 10 preview and prediction show presented by the fanboys we're also featured on let's talk sports sideline sports the real fresh channel and wsbn tv channel 30 WSBN TV Channel 30. You can find us in the comfort of your own home on Roku, Apple TV, Fire TV, as long as you download the BoxCast app. Once you download the BoxCast app, look for World Sports Broadcasting Network. And once you find them, then you can find us on their Channel 30 for WSBN TV, World Sports Broadcasting Network. And again, you can find us on Roku, Apple TV, Fire TV. Um, so we are a little bit of everywhere. Of course, our own YouTube channel, our own Facebook channel as well. Um, you can find us and we will be happy to have you guys join us. And uh, I appreciate you guys being with us. So looks like we got a comment in. Huh, Josh says, well, dang, I thought we might talk some UK. Uh, no, I'm having my Big Ten um, preview show tonight, Josh. <laughs> yeah. I'm having my Big Ten preview show tonight, so we're doing a little bit of football. Um, we've tried to do the Pac-12 twice, and um, I've been having some technical issues. So I'll uh, – I appreciate it, Josh. Josh says that he'll he'll still watch. So, yeah, we're kind of covering the – we're, we're going to be covering the Big Ten tonight. I'm kind of waiting for Hammonds to – to jump on here with me but if he don't get on here pretty quick i'll go ahead and get started so the first team that i'm going to cover tonight is going to be indiana out of the big 10 they're going to be the first team that i cover tonight um 
Indiana Hoosiers out of the Big Ten. So last year um, they went four and eight, two and seven in the Big Ten. Tom Allen is their head coach. Um, he is in his eighth season. He is 30 and 40. Um, he had one good season. That was the COVID year um, in 2020. Seemed like they went like six and three or something like that and had one good season. Um, you know, the last 25 games, okay, Indiana is six and 19. Six and 19 in their last 25 games. So Indiana's got to get something going this year, I would think, uh, for a coach in his eighth season that would be my take um you know they've they've only had they've had zero bowls since 1991 okay all right so from there i'm going to talk about keys to the season so for me um, a key to their season is going to be passing the ball, completing some passes. Um, you know, they, they've got a, a quarterback, Jackson, that transferred in from Tennessee. Um, and they have got to be able to get their offense going, making some more big plays down the field, maybe hit a few home runs down the field, you know, and, uh, open up their ground game if they can if they can hit some passes and open up their ground game i think that's going to be a key for the season for indiana um top transfer in of course i've already mentioned him is tavian jackson quarterback that transferred in from tennessee he's actually Trace Jackson Davis's brother who played at Indiana basketball. Um, so he's got some ties there at Indiana, of course, and transferred in um, and will more than likely be their starter would be my guess. Transfer out their biggest loss would be the linebacker McCullough. Um, he transferred to Oklahoma. I think that's going to be a big loss for them in the middle of the defense. Um, so I think that's their biggest loss in the transfer portal. Key player, again, I'm going to kind of hit the passing game. I'm going to say it's Cam Camper, a wide receiver, senior wide receiver. Um, with um, Tavian Jackson, you know, they really need to, like I said, crank up the passing game, open up the ground game for them, hit some, some, you know, some longer passes, hit some home runs. And, you know, Cam Camper is 6'2", 200 pounds. Um, he's a Juco transfer. Um, you know, he's a senior this year. He had four. Uh, he had two 100-yard games last year in the first four outings. Um, so before he tore an ACL, so he's back. I think it's going to be majorly important 
for Indiana to get him involved in the game as much as possible. Uh, key game for Indiana. I marked the Louisville game. It's at Louisville, um, September the 16th. And, you know, if Indiana could still win at Louisville, then, then maybe they have a chance to, to make a little bit of noise and go bowling. I think that would be an absolute key game at the beginning of the season, uh, which would be about the third week of the season. September 16th would be. And um, it is at Louisville. So it is a true road game. Their best players, um, I've already mentioned a couple of them. So I'll mention a couple of more. Um, Aaron Casey, linebacker, uh, he's a senior. You got Matthew Bedford that is an offensive tackle that I think is going to be an absolute key uh, for them. Edge rusher Andrew Carter um, is a senior. And on that defense, I think he's going to be an absolute key as well. So I think – and then the ones that I've kind of already mentioned – Phone buzzed. I'm checking to see if John's coming. I think so. I don't see John saying anything. So, all right. Fun stat for Indiana to uh, to kind of go with, and sometimes these aren't so fun. Just so you can know. Um, You know, last year, something they're definitely going to have to improve on, their time of possession was only 25 minutes a game and their opponent was nearly 35 minutes a game. Um, that is something that is absolutely going to have to turn for them to have a much better season this year for Indiana. Um I'll kind of give you guys a schedule outlook. So uh, September 2nd is their first game. They play they play Ohio State at home to open the season, a conference game. Then they play Indiana State at Louisville, Akron at home, at Maryland, open date at Michigan, Rutgers at home, at Penn State, Wisconsin at home, at Illinois, Michigan State at home, and at Purdue. That is their their schedule. I have them, uh, their win total set at four and a half for Indiana. You know, I think that's a, uh, if you look around at like DraftKings and a few things, four, four and a half is kind of where they're, um, season win total is being set. And for me, when you look at that schedule, I have a hard time coming up with them going over and going even five wins, much less six. If they could get that big win at Louisville, then that would be five. I have them going four and eight. Um, 
with that schedule, you know, like I said, that Louisville game would be a key game to try to get them to five and have a chance at the end of the season to maybe knock off Michigan State at home or Purdue on the road or something like that and get to that magical sixth win and get to a bowl game. All right. The next one I'm going to do, guys, is going to be Illinois. Brett Biema. I can't never say his name. (laughs) Y'all can make fun of me as I go along here. Is he going to, you know, he kind of had an uptick last year with, I think they went eight and five last year, went to a bowl game um, and kind of had a little uptick with Illinois uh, last year. They played, they played tremendous defense. Um, You know, they owned the turnover margin last year, controlled the clock, ran the ball great. Um, you know, and 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 had a good season. Are they going to be able to build off of that? That's kind of um, the question mark around Illinois inside the Big Ten this year um, with a few other teams that are probably a little better. Is Illinois going to be able to, to build off of that? Um this is his third year there. He's 13 and 12 now. Um, and But he's had some, some success in the Big Ten. Brett has. So, yeah, he was 8 and 5 last year, 5 and 4 in the Big Ten. Keys to the season. I think one of their keys, they kind of have a young secondary, and I think that young secondary needs to grow up and play good football early in the season. Um, They play Toledo early. Toledo can can definitely pass the ball. Um, They play Jalen Daniels with Kansas early. Um, So, you know, a few other teams they play is, you know, Penn State. So, you know, with with Drew Alar and, you know, so they have some tough games. I think one of the keys is going to be for that young secondary to grow up pretty fast. Illinois, um, their top transfer in was probably at quarterback, was Luke uh, Altmeyer from Ole Miss transferred in. And they're probably their biggest loss is probably Brian Hightower from uh, that transferred out and went to California. You know, Altmeyer is just a sophomore. He's got three years of eligibility to go. Um, you know, so he's got some time to grow into the job. They may need him this year, though, to be spectacular. So, um, you know. But I think he's probably their top transfer in. Key players. I'm going to give it to their running back, Reggie Love. Um, He's a junior. 
I think he should be ready to go. Um, you know, he he played behind Chase Brown. And I think he should be ready to go. I think Reggie Reggie Love is going to be used often in that offense. And uh, I think he's going to be an absolute key player for them to do anything remotely like what they did last year. He's going to have to be a key player for them. Key game. Um, my key game that I have for them is September the 30th at Purdue. The Wisconsin game is big, and they have road road dates at Iowa and Minnesota that might be a little bit bigger. Um, but Illinois always seems to have a problem with Purdue. And I think that's a game that they probably should have marked on their calendar. It's a game they need to, you know, to uh, to win, to match the season that they had last year or better. I think that uh, Purdue game, September 30th, is a game that they need to win. All right. Best players on the on this Illinois team. Um, I, I'm going to give it to a couple of tight uh, defensive ends. They got some junior edge rushers, Newton and Randolph. I think that is going to be a, a real big key um, for them on the defensive side. I've already mentioned a couple of offensive players with a quarterback and the running back. I'll name one more. Isaiah Williams is a junior wide receiver. And I think he needs to play big for Illinois to to have a great season. Um, I think he needs to play big as well. And I think those are some of the better players that they have, the ones that I mentioned. There's a few more that can be mentioned, but I'm trying to keep it to about three on that. So, all right, fun stat for Illinois. Again, sometimes these aren't so fun. When you're talking about each team, um, Illinois was, you know, had a ton of penalties last year. They had 84 compared to their opponents, only had 64. I think that is quite a few, you know, two to three more penalties per game. Um, and, you know, that can rack up and cause you some issues, and I think that that needs to be more leveled, more balanced out this year for Illinois. Um, so that's kind of a fun stat that I have for them. I'll give you guys a schedule look real quick. So they start September the 2nd with Toledo. Toledo, like I said, their second game is at Kansas. Then they come back home and play Penn State. They get Florida Atlantic at home at Purdue. Nebraska at home at Maryland. Wisconsin at home. Open date. November is at Minnesota. Indiana at home. At Iowa. And Northwestern at home. Um, so looking over their schedule... I have their 
win total set at seven wins for the year. Um, so, um, you know, I think that there's going to be a couple of games. You know, that Purdue game that I was talking about, September the 30th, I think if they could get that game on the road at Purdue, maybe they can get to eight wins and be eight and four. Um, there's a few games on here, you know, at Kansas is not going to be easy. Um, you know, and, and of course you play Wisconsin at home. Won't be easy at Iowa. Won't be easy. You know, I can see them going seven and five is where I've kind of got them. And if they win the bowl, then they would be eight and five and match what they did last year. I do believe it's possible they could get to eight and four. Uh, but like I said, I think they're going to have to win. I think that Purdue game is going to be a big one to be able to get to that eight win level in the regular season. So that's where I have them predicting their record there. Um, I have them at, at seven and five for Illinois. All right. The next one I'm going to go to is Iowa. Um, Iowa, you just never know what you're going to get with Iowa. So I'm going to start with, you know, they had one of the best defenses in the country, and they always do, just about. Um, offense last year was putrid. I mean, putrid. You take away the one Ohio State game last year where they gave up 54 points to Ohio State, and they they had the best defense in the country. I mean, they had the one game where they gave up 54 points. 54 points to Ohio State. Um, they went eight and five last year, five and four in the Big Ten. Um, they've made some changes on offense, and we'll kind of get to that. Keys to the season. So, I talked about their defense. They do kind of have – so, there's there's a little radar here with, with, with Iowa. So, when a team completes 60% or more of their passes, Iowa was 1-5 last year. When they're less than 60% on their passing, they were 7-0. Um, they're kind of ball hawks and they, they, they intercept a lot of passes and they play really great sound defense. Um, so, you know, if they can keep people from passing above 60%, I think they're going to have a great season. So that's where I got that, um, top transfers and biggest loss. The top transfer in, I think, is a linebacker, Nick Johnson from Virginia. And their biggest loss is also a linebacker, Justin Jacobs. He he left and went to Oregon. So I 
I think that is their biggest loss. Um, Jackson has over 300, almost 325 tackles from Virginia the last three years. So I think that is a big, big time pickup for, for the Iowa Hawkeyes, especially losing Jack in the middle of the defense, Jack Campbell. So I think that's going to be a huge, huge pickup for them. And like I said, Justin Jacobs um, off to Oregon is definitely probably, I think, their biggest loss. Key players. I mean, I, I don't see how you can pick anybody else. Their key player is going to be Cade McNamara. I mean, quarterback, he's a senior. He is uh, transferring in from Michigan. I mean, he he took Michigan to the college football playoffs year before last, got hurt. J.J. McCarthy come in last year, led Michigan back to the college football playoffs, um, and Cade McNamara transfers to Iowa. It's a huge, huge pickup for them and going to be absolutely key for them to get some kind of offense going around Cade McNamara. So their key game for me, I have their key game listed at at Wisconsin, October the 14th. Um, Minnesota is a home game right after. But I think that Wisconsin game at Wisconsin is going to be an absolute key game for Iowa this year. You know, Wisconsin is going to be a much improved team. And if you could go there and still win against the Badgers at, you know, on the road, I think that's going to bode well for Iowa to have the kind of season that they are accustomed to and what they're used to. Best players. Um, I've mentioned a couple with uh, Nick Jackson, the linebacker, and I've mentioned Cade McNamara. Um, so I'm going to mention a couple of other players that I think um, that at least should should get some mention here. Um, Cooper Dijon, their, their um, cornerback, he is a junior cornerback. I think he's going to be one of the best players on the team this year for Iowa. Um, offensive guard Connor Colby is a junior. I think he's going to be um, a key player for them as well. And then, of course, you know, they always have pretty good defensive ends. So, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Dante Craig, the defensive end from um, uh, that's that's a junior for Iowa. That's gonna be who I'm gonna talk about for the, for them on their best players. Um, fun facts, like I said, I mention this every time. Fun facts are not always too fun for the fans of that team. You know, sometimes they're not too fun, but they're fun for the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> That's 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 what matters, you know. They're fun for the rest of us. Um, 
Iowa last year averaged 17 points a game. Um, and like that is almost minuscule. Um, with <laughs> yeah, Matt coming in, pretty bad. What's up, man? I said that was that's pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, um, I mean, you when know, you they, when you're winning games, when you're winning games five to three, I mean, you're not <laughs> you're not doing real hot. I'll just be honest. Oh man, I mean, some of it's just terrible, really. So let me give you let me give you an example here. Of what I'm talking about last year on the season. Mm-hmm. Iowa scored 25 touchdowns. Ohio State scored 75. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Okay. And the thing, so, and, and another thing that they did too, you know, they ranked bottom of the league in third down convert in red zone offense. Like, yeah. that's going to have to improve. Like, it's not. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's just going to have 25 to 25 to 75 is a massive, massive difference. Massive. No doubt. <laughs> and there's no there's no telling out of those 25 how many of them the defense actually scored. <laughs> yeah, I mean, their defense is what kept them in games mostly last year. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm not even playing. There's no telling, like, how many of them the defense actually scored. I don't know. If you're an Iowa fan and you're on here with us and you know how many offensive touchdowns they scored, please put it in the comments. I would <laughs> love to go back and hit that before we get off the air. Anyways, yeah. I look at their schedule. I'm going to look at Iowa's schedule real quick. They start September 2nd at home, Utah State, at Iowa State, Western Michigan at home, at Penn State, Michigan State at home, Purdue at home, at Wisconsin, Minnesota at home, open date, mm-hmm. and then November is at Northwestern, Rutgers at home, Illinois at home, and at Nebraska. Well, so that's how they're, they're in, their end of the year is a little bit more manageable than their first of the year. Yeah, the, the middle of their schedule is the beef. They play at Penn State, home against Michigan State, home against Purdue, at Wisconsin, Minnesota at home, you know, mm-hmm. so that's kind of the beef for their schedule. But when you look at their schedule, they miss Ohio State. They miss Michigan. That's unheard so, of, to be honest. Yeah, you know, they don't they don't play either one of those. They do play at Penn State. Um, so you know, when you look at their schedule. I think it's manageable. I've set their win total at eight. Mm-hmm. Do you think they match or go over and under um, at eight? <laughs> I think it's probably seven, probably at least. You know, their offense, like you said, their offense is going to have to get better. It's just well, they did bring in Kate McNamara, so yeah, that, you know, that helps. Getting a good quarterback helps, so. Yeah, I mean, I expect to see a little bit more from them offensively this year. I yeah, actually is. have them at eight and four in the regular season. That's where I have them at. Um, well, you know, like I said, you beat teams five to three during the season. I mean, you're not 
yeah. you're not doing too hot offensively. You know what I mean? I have them matching, matching it and going eight and four um, is what I have for, for this coming year for them. So, all right. The next team we're going to go to is Maryland. We're going to go back up about Maryland real quick. All right. So, fifth-year head coach. Um, they went eight and five last year, four and five in the Big Ten. He is 21 and 28 at Maryland. Mike Loxley is their coach. They did mm-hmm. kind of have a little breakthrough last year. Like I said, they went eight and five overall. Um, of course, they still are winless um, over the last few years with between Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. But, um, you know, we'll see if they can get one of those this year. Which – you know, their offense is going to be pretty decent because, you know, they got Tua's brother. Um, yep. And they, and they got the Rakeem Jarrett. They got Dante Demas and J- 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 <laughs> tongue-tied Jacob Copeland, um, the transfer from Florida. So their offense is going to be pretty decent. But the biggest issue – Oh, yeah, their Maryland, offense will be pretty explosive. Their def- the, the issue with Maryland was the defense last year. They was giving up 38 yeah. points a game, man. Like – Right. They were giving up so much yardage. Um, I think it was like 6.23 yardage a play, and that just can't happen. Well, so kind of to go with that, you're talking about their offense and you're talking about what they gave up on defense. So my key to the season this year is they've got to find some consistency. So in the games where their offense was like rocking, they Mm -hmm. won. Yeah. The games where their offense run up against a pretty good team or a good defense Butter, yeah. and their offense didn't look great and didn't play great, they lost. You know, and they, they've got to get more consistent and be able to hang with, you know, the Ohio States and the Michigans and the, you know, a little better. I'm not saying they can just wipe the floor with them or nothing. But I mean, you know, you got to hang with them a little bit. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I think you know they and they got the freshman, the running back, um, true freshman Ramon Brown. Um, he's going to be really good for them. He could slide in there and be their running back, their their big threat out of the backfield. Um, because I think Fleet Davis, he's gone now. Um, he was their he was their main running back cog last year. Right. So, which they add a few guys in the portal, which, you know, they're going to have a decent offense. They they put up some yeah, points so last year. One of their top players I have from FIU is a wide receiver, Tyrese Chambers. Um, yeah, you Chambers. mentioned one from Florida. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's they, – they've got some wide receivers, I think, that are going to be, you know, key to them with their offense this year. Um, one of their biggest losses, they did lose a defensive tackle uh, to Auburn. His last name is uh, Nasili Kite. Yeah, um, and, they, and the, big, the biggest thing for Maryland is they returned five guys up front, um, up front in the offensive line. That should that should help a little bit. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, I, key players, one of their key players for me is Donnell Brown. He's a defensive end. Um, I think, you know, their defense desperately needs somebody, a playmaker on the, you know, that can come in there and wreak some havoc. And I think that that Donnell Brown has that potential. Now, whether he can do it game in and game out with some of the better teams in the Big Ten, I don't know. But he's a junior this year. Um, you know, he's had a few years in, in the system now and, and there and in the Big Ten, and I think he has potential to step up. All right, I'll go on to key game. So my key game for Maryland is at Michigan State September 23rd. That's I think I think that's going to be one of their key games. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Michigan State has had a down year last year. I don't think the recruiting is what it was the year before. I'm not really mm -hmm. expecting Michigan State to be a powerhouse this year in the Big Ten. And if Maryland could go in and win on the road in Michigan State, Michigan State I Actually, think that would be a big game. I think I got confused on that little deal. They're losing Rakeem Garrett and Copeland to the NFL. I got confused on that. That was last year's preview. I don't know why I was thinking. I was thinking um, they brought in Caden okay. Crater. They brought him from West Virginia, um, the Chambers kid, um, to help replace those losses. I don't know what I was thinking with those guys. I guess I must have looked over it or something. Yeah. But Tua, Tua's brother does come back, though. That's That was one of the – All right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of his brothers back. He's back. And, yeah, he's and, back. And, yeah, yeah. All right. So I said key player. So my my best players, of course, is two his brother, and I don't know how you say his name. To be quite honest with you, so you know, I'm not even gonna Tung, go Tung, there. Tung, but, Tung, but he's been there the entire time. He's he's yeah. a he's a senior. He's been there the entire time. They have a running back uh, that's a sophomore uh, by Hernby or Hemby is his name. Uh, Roman Hemby, I think he's going to be a key for them. Um, and then their offensive tackle, uh, Glaze. And then if I was to mention one more, it would be a linebacker, Barnum. Yeah, Barnum's, Barnum's back. Yeah. Barnum. Bar Barnham, he's a linebacker. He's just a sophomore, so mm -hmm. I think that can be some of their better players on the mm -hmm. team this year. Um, we'll, we'll we'll move on to fun facts. Um, so when you're looking at fun facts on Maryland, um, they gave up 43 sacks last year a lot 
They gave up 43 sacks last year. That has to improve for their good quarterback to play good and take them to another level. Mm -hmm. I think think the biggest loss for them was their tight end. Um, C.J. Dippery, Dupree, or – he went to Al. He transferred to Alabama. Um, I think that's that's one because he had a pretty good year last year, and I, I think he's one of their he's one of their go to targets. And I think he was a big um, loss in the transfer portal. I think. All right, that's fair. I mean, there's definitely more than the one that I I picked all the time. You know, I want. To- just yeah. chime in, say some stuff too. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, I'm going to take a look at Maryland's schedule. And they start September the 2nd home uh, against Townsend. Then they play home against Charlotte and home against Virginia. Then they play at Michigan State. So, that's why I kind of picked that game. Uh, yeah. Then they play home against Indiana. All right. So they possibly, if they could steal that game at Michigan State, they possibly could be set at five and zero oh if they if they steal that game at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Then they play at Ohio State, Illinois at home, open date at Northwestern, Penn State at home, at mm-hmm. Nebraska, Michigan at home. And at Rutgers, that's their schedule. I have their over and under win total. I have it actually setting at six and a half. Yeah, is where I, I, is where I, think, I have their over and under win total. That's where I think I'm going to be uh, going as well. I mean, when you look at their schedule, like I said, you know, they have a very good possibility of at least being four and one to start the the season out. Then they do play at Ohio State, um, and then they get Penn State and Michigan at home. So, you know, their their schedule definitely toughens up towards the end. Mm. I'm going to say that they have a really good chance at least being seven wins and being above the six and a half. Mm-hmm. And, and going at least seven and five in the regular season. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I had them. Yeah, yeah, I th- I think they have a pretty good shot at that. I mean, if they could steal that win at Michigan State, then maybe they get to eight and go eight and four. That's the reason why I think that's a big game. If they could steal that win, why? All right, so from there, we're going to go to Michigan. And, of course, Michigan, last two years, have made the college football playoffs. Um, they got J.J. McCarthy back. Um, of course, they went 13-1 and last year, went 9-0 and in the Big Ten. Harbaugh is 74-25 and there in 
He is starting his ninth year. Um, you know, this is a season, quite honestly, it's college football playoff or bust. Yeah, I, I think, mean, you know, they get they get Blake Corn back, um, which he's coming off an injury. Um, yeah. You know, they get Donovan Edwards back. Um, I still think the crown goes through Ann Arbor, um, the East Division. I just – I think it goes through Ann Arbor. Um, Ohio State will be there. But the biggest thing is they lost two starters off their offensive line, Michigan did. So they're going to have to regroup there. And, and you know, they also lost Ronnie Bell. I think he had like 62 catches last year. So McCarthy's going to have to find a, a another target to to offset that. So in their defense, I think they lost um, Mike Morris and Mozzie Smith. They went to the NFL, but they but they got Junior Colson back. They got Will Johnson back at cornerback, and they got Mason Graham back, and they got Derek Moore back. So their defense ain't going to be bad, if you know what I'm saying. Their defense is going oh, to be yeah. pretty good. I mean, their defense they're, is always They're good. loading for a chance or for a run back at the college football playoffs. They are. I mean, quite honestly, I'm sure every one of them in Ann Arbor is thinking that they should challenge you or know, win the title. What kills me about this Michigan stuff is let's fire Harbaugh. Let's fire Harbaugh. But has he not been to the playoffs the last two years? He has. Like, and he's beat, and he's beat hey, Ohio State. He finally got Ohio State off his back. Listen, hey, if you, as a Kentucky fan, wouldn't you like to have back-to-back playoffs? I mean, well, and, you're yeah, saying you're, you're, and you're sitting here wanting to fire your coach after two the only thing, The only thing yeah. that I could come up with that as far as keys to the season that they might be able to improve on is to generate a little bit more pressure off the defensive line. You yeah. know, the year before that, they lost quite a bit to the NFL with, mm-hmm. you know, and and then last year they didn't quite generate as much. So mm-hmm. my key to the season was, was uh, to generate a little bit more pressure from the defensive well, line. And, and that's why TCU – Ate their lunch. Like they, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't match what TCU was bringing. But right. Michigan, but Michigan had the offense to to offset that. You know what I mean? They yeah. they done and really they, well they, last year they, offensively. They hung with them, you know. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's that was my key to the season for Michigan. Um, top transfer in. I got. Uh, I've got Ladarius Henderson from Arizona State. He is a offensive tackle, six five, three hundred and ten pounds, offensive tackle. Um, it's really going to help them on their offensive line, I think. And then um, the key losses, of course, you got Kate McNamara gone to Iowa, um, and you got the tight end Eric All that transferred out as well. Ronnie, and I think Ronnie Bell Ronnie Bell went to the NFL too, so. Yeah. Yeah. But my biggest my biggest player to me for Michigan this year is JJ McCarthy. They're going to go on his arm. Um, you know, because Michigan's always going to have a decent defense. They're There's your key player, JJ McCarthy. That's my key player right there. He, he, yeah. He's crucial to this offense, you know. Yeah, and, absolutely. And Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, 
you just don't know how a guy is going to come back after an injury like that. But when they're healthy, that's the best one-two punch in college football. I don't care what they say. Yeah, I mean, I, I have I have J.J. McCarthy as as the key player for them um, mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, key game, when you look at their schedule, I think it's all the way into November. I've got key game listed at Penn State November the 11th. Yeah, because have I not said in the past that that's a game they always seem to have trouble with. Yeah. And it's at Penn state this time and Penn state yeah. has, has it lined up and, you know, I think they yeah. possibly could pick one of them off this year. Yeah. I, I, I'm in that. I'm in that same. Yeah. Argument. Yeah. I don't know but which think- one I'm not going to sit here and tell you for sure which one, <laughs> but I think Penn state is in that realm that they possibly could get, Ohio State or Michigan, at least one of them. So I have that listed as Michigan's key game. It's November the 11th, um, and it's at Penn State. Best players for Michigan, you've mentioned a bunch of them already. you got Corum back as the running back. you got McCarthy as as their quarterback. Um, a couple of others that maybe you haven't mentioned. I'm going to mention defensive tackle Chris Jenkins. He's a senior. Yeah, um, he's, and he's offensive back. guard Zach Zenter. Um, yeah, Zenter he's a comes senior back. as well. And then Keegan, Keegan and Barnhart's back too. So, yeah. And and then I'm that. also going to mention uh, another running back, Donovan Edwards. Mm-hmm. He's a junior, um, and he spells Corum, and he's a pretty good back. So, yeah. I think that's some of the better players on Michigan. Fun facts. Um, maybe this one will be a little bit more fun <laughs> for Michigan fans because they were so good last year. But uh, they converted – listen to this – 81% on fourth down last year. Fourth down, 81%. They went 17 of 21 on fourth down conversions. That's that's smoking right there. Yeah, that's that's getting after it. Yeah. All right, do a quick look at their schedule. And I'll be honest with you, Michigan has one of the weaker schedules in the country. Uh, They play home, East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. And by the way, Harbaugh is suspended for those three games. Yeah, that's that's another thing. But it's it's East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green at home in Mm. Ann Arbor. So I really don't expect it to be too much of nothing. No. Then, they play, then they play Rutgers at Minnesota. I mean, at Nebraska, at Minnesota, Indiana, at Michigan State, open date, Purdue at home, at Penn State, at Maryland, and Ohio State at home is how they finish the year. 
Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at their schedule, I mean, it's almost like they don't even get tested until that November the 11th game. No. I mean, honestly. I had to, I had to torch my computer up. That's why I was moving around. Yeah, you're good, man. So, yeah. I've got their win total set at 10 and a half. Do you think they can go over 10 and a half? Uh, it just all depends on that Ohio State game. It, I think 11 that, and 1 is where they is where they want to be and where they need to be. I, I think that Ohio State game is probably going to be for the Big 10. Whoever wins that's going to have an upper hand to get to the playoffs. That's fair. All right, so we're going to move on to Michigan State. I'm going to take a look Man. at the comments. we got a comment over here. Let's see. Bruce Allen. What's up, Bruce? What's going on, guys? I didn't even see it. But um, the thing about Michigan State, they had that breakthrough year in 21. And, man, they fell on their face last year. But they done <laughs> it with a terrible defense. And I and I had I told people all season long that it was a fluke that they won those games mm -hmm. with giving up the amount of yards and points that they gave up on defense. So Mel Tucker is starting his fourth year. He's 18 and 14 at Michigan State. Mm -hmm. They went five and seven last year, missed a bowl game. Went three and six in the Big Ten. And that's off of an 11 and two record in 21. And the year they beat Michigan, I think they beat Michigan too at, yeah. um, at home. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what's going to hurt them. They do get Peyton Thorne back, but they're going to really miss Jaden Reed. Reed was one of their big time threats. Um, I think offensively he'll he'll hurt them a little bit, but they went they went pretty hard in the portal though. So they well, went after. So if I'm looking at keys to the season, I'm going to compare 2021. In 2022, okay? Yeah. In 2021, when they had a chance to score, they scored, and they, they like, run up the scoreboard, even though they were giving up a bunch of points on, on defense and won mm -hmm. games. Last year, their offense stalled out a lot. A lot of times, yeah. Their offense stalled out a lot, and – when their offense started stalling out last year, they wound up five and seven instead of eleven and two, and that's a huge difference. And I think and, and it, they and it got, didn't help. It didn't help. They've got to find either. some kind of medium in there where they can punch the ball in and not stall on offense quite so well, much. Well, their offense stalled, and then it put their defense in a peculiar situation. Like they couldn't. 
they couldn't make stops. Yeah. They could they couldn't do this, and they, they, you know, I think they ranked last in yards per play in the conference. So, and, and I think a lot of that had to do with the guys up front. They didn't have any guy to get to the quarterback, and that was their biggest right. issue. Yeah, but that's going to have to improve this year. And you know, Mel Tucker's done a good job with that program. He's you know he's going out and recruiting and. You know, he's doing the things he needs to do in the transfer portal. Yeah, a really so, good year off of that 11-2 and two year recruiting. Not quite as good this past season. It wasn't, it wasn't the best, no. All right, so top transfers in and out. Um, I have the defensive end, five, uh, five-star guy, I'm pretty sure, from uh, at Adelaide from Texas A&M. As and you know, as one of their top transfers in, their biggest loss is throwing is going to be throwing balls at at Auburn this year, and that's probably Peyton Thorne. Um, he's been their starter for a couple of years at, at quarterback at Michigan State, and he is transferred out. That's he right. Has, he transferred. He transferred to Auburn, didn't he? He transferred to yeah, Auburn. Their quarterback transferred to Auburn, and that's going to be an issue. Um, he has over 6,000 yards the last two years, 46 touchdowns um, passing for Michigan State, and he's no longer there. So that's mm-hmm. that's a big loss. I was reading on my notes. Apparently, he transferred after this was made. <laughs> so he must have transferred pretty. He did. He transferred late. Yeah, he, he transferred, transferred this summer. It was this summer sometime. He transferred. Yeah. So. All right. Key players. And I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on this, okay? I think their key player could be their quarterback, Noah Kim. He's a junior. Um, he's been sitting behind Peyton Thorne for two years. Now Peyton is transferred out. Mm-hmm. Um I think, you know, it's going to be – I think it's going to be absolute key that he can step in and and be a good, you know, a good quarterback for them, for, for Michigan State to have any kind of decent season. All right, key game. I'm going to move on to key game for me. For Michigan State, it's going to be second week right off the bat. It might be the third week. It might be the third week. Was, they get, they Washington, play yeah. Washington September the 16th. Um, and Washington has got one hell of an offense. And they're coming in with 2,000-yard receivers. Michael Penix, Jr., the – Pac-12 leader in in yards last year over Caleb Williams. Um, well, and they and got, you, you know. You look at their their schedule though, because they have well, they have Central Michigan, Richmond to start, but then they go. They have Washington, then they play Maryland, then they play at Iowa, which Iowa's not a Kinnick Stadium. That's, not a, big, an easy that's a big to game too for them. But then you start going a little bit farther. They play Michigan at Minnesota, which will be improved. 
Nebraska at Ohio State and at Indiana, which is going to be improved, and then at Penn State to end the year. I think they'll get bowl eligibility, but I think that's about as far as they'll go. I don't think they're going to go to a big-time bowl. I mean, it's just – Yeah, I mean, when you – you know, I think it's going to be key for, for their quarterback, um, you know, to step in and play some kind of ball because if he don't, why some of their best players – I've got their, I've got linebackers as the top two players, um, mm-hmm. Winman, senior linebacker, and ha- and Halliday, a junior linebacker, mm-hmm. um, and then I also have um, a defensive end and a defensive tackle as as some of their better players, and that's Barrow and and that Adelaide that transferred in. He's a sophomore from Texas A and M. I think those are going to be some of their better players. Uh, now, Noah Kim, I have down the list about six or seven, but he's got to step up and play big. That's their uh, quarterback that's going to be stepping in as a junior. Um, so those are some of the players that I have mentioned. If you got other ones, you can go ahead and throw them in there. No, you, you pretty much nailed it. So. All right, so fun fact, um, Michigan State only held the ball for 26 minutes of possession time last year. Their opponents got 34 minutes. Mm -hmm. I think that's got to be a little bit more balanced if they're Mm -hmm. going to have the kind of season that they are hoping for. All right. You kind of already went through their schedule, but real quick, they got Central Michigan, Richmond at home, Washington at home, Maryland at home. Mm-hmm. Then they go at Iowa, open date, at Rutgers, Michigan at home, at Minnesota, and then November is Nebraska at home, at Ohio State, at Indiana, and at and home, Penn State. Actually, that game is in Detroit. Yeah, it's in Detroit, yeah. That game's in Detroit. The Penn State game is. Yeah. Um, I've got their over-under win total set at six. And I'm not sure that they get there. Like, I, I'm really not sure that they get there. I think Washington probably picks them off at home. I don't know that they can beat Iowa on the road. Yeah, it's it's a it's a uh, uphill. I, to me, they're not beating Michigan. I think Minnesota on the road is going to be a tough one. They're not mm. beating Ohio State at home. I mean, on the road. And I don't know that they can beat Penn State in mm-hmm. Detroit. Well. Looking at that schedule, it's probably best to just go with the six wins. I mean, if you look at it, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna go even worse. I'm gonna go that they match what they did last year and go five and seven. I really am. Yeah, because they they, they the court see the quarterback position is what's kind of got me kind of yeah. because 
you know, they had a, they, and then they had Jaden Reed last year, which he's gone to the NFL now. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to have some guys step up if they're wanting to have a big year. So I think Michigan State is a team that could be in trouble uh, with back to back years of missing a bowl game. Let me, let me just say, I'll go five. Let's just do five. That'll work. What's that? We'll do five wins. All right, so I'm going to move on to Minnesota. So how many teams have we done uh, so far? Minnesota's got PJ Fleck. He's in his. How many teams have we done so far since I since I first got here? Um, five or six since you got four or five since uh-huh. you got here. Okay. So I'm going to move on to Minnesota. We got uh, PJ Fleck. He's in his seventh year, 44 and 27. Um, they went nine and four last year. You know, how many years is PJ Fleck going to have to do it before people say, well, can he, but can he do it next year? Well, but can he do it next year? He's done it back to back like two or three years in a row now, you know, so don't hey, we, aren't we getting you to know, a point where we expect Minnesota to win? Yeah, you're, you're expecting them to win at least more than what they, they need to win. And, and I tell you, everybody talks about their offense. Their defense only allowed 13 points a game last year. They had a real stingy defense yeah, last year. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it was absolutely it was a really good defense. Yeah, you know, and, and that's and one of the keys to me is the you know one of the keys to me for them is you know their pass defense. Yeah. Because the run defense is absolutely excellent. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to move a little bit quicker so we can get through some of these. But all right, so transfer in. I've got Sean T- Tyler from Western Michigan as the top. He's a running back that transferred mm-hmm. in. And transferring out, I've got Trill Carter. He's a defensive tackle that transferred to Texas. Yeah, Carter's a big loss for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sean. uh, He was a big defensive tackle for them. Sean Tyler's a big – he was a big boost. Um, He was really good at Western Michigan. So, he'll help them out. Yeah. In which which P.J. Fleck, you got to know, he he knows Western Michigan pretty good. He runs the ball, yeah. And he coached at Western Michigan you know, right? Um, yeah. So he absolutely he's got that he's got that pipeline there. Yeah. So their quarterback is one of their key players that I have listed as a key player, um, and I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Starts with a K, ends with Manis. I'm not sure. Kalaka <laughs> Manis, something like Kalaka Manis or something. He's a sophomore. Um, He's yeah. going to be replacing Tanner Morgan, and that's the yeah. reason why I have him listed as a key player. Tanner Morgan has been an absolute mainstay in that offense for at least three years, um, and you know he's going to be replacing Tanner Morgan in that offense. And if they're going to keep the you know eight and four, nine and four, you know records up, I think him stepping in. 
to replace Tanner Morgan is going to be key to that. Hmm. Key game, I think looking at their schedule, um, one of the key games that you could pick would be at Iowa October 21st. I think that's going to be a really key game for them and one that could turn their season one way or another from being six and six to eight and four kind of, you know, kind of deal. Um, you know, so um, I think that's a key game. The best players, I've already mentioned Sean Tyler, the running back that transferred in. Um, uh, Ottman Bell, a wide receiver is probably going to be their best player on the team. Um, he's a senior wide receiver. And then they have a, 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 a great tight end by the name of Span Ford, his last name is. Um, I think those are going to be, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, Lindenberg, their linebacker, Cody Lindenberg is probably their best player on defense. That or the safety. Newbin. Fun stat. Um, looking at, uh, you know, for them, their time of possession, they possess the ball almost 35 minutes a game, and the opponents only get 25. In well, the second change, quarter, they scored a hundred and. In the second quarter, they scored a hundred and twenty points. Yeah, hundred and twenty points, and the opponents only had thirty six in the second quarter last year. Well, that's going to change with with the looking. Uh, with the rules change with the clock moving, and it's going to be a lot different this year. I yeah. Think. All right, their schedule, home Nebraska, Eastern Michigan, away at North Carolina, at, at Northwestern, Louisiana at home, Michigan at home, open date at Iowa, Michigan State at home, Illinois at home, at Purdue, at Ohio State, and Wisconsin at home to end the year. The biggest thing with you know, Minnesota. For me, I have their win total set. I have their win total set at seven and a half. Well, my um, biggest that's concern where I got is, it set. My biggest concern is they're breaking in new pieces at quarterback and running back. So it's going to take them some time to figure out what, what they're doing. And yeah, I think I think you nailed it. About seven wins, eight wins, something like that. Yeah, I, you know, DJ, I, I got it seven and a half. I'm gonna give them eight and four. I'm going to give them eight and four. I think they can get that. Um, well, with PJ their Fleck always. Um, PJ Fleck always has a good team, though. Yeah, so that's where I've got them. I, I'm going to give them eight and four. I'm going to check our comments real quick. Looks like we got another one. James Bowman, what's up, James? Appreciate you guys being on with us. All right, so from there, we're going to Nebraska. 
We just did Minnesota. We're going to Nebraska. Nebraska, of course, this year has a new head coach with Matt Rule. He is really doing a picking up a lot of, you know, uh, home state players and stuff in the recruiting trail that be coming in for next year. Um, but we got to talk about his first year here at Nebraska. They went four and eight last year. Of course, Scott Frost was fired. Um, and they bring in Matt Rule. Um, and he has a pretty, pretty good track record of turning programs around. He does. And the thing I too, think one of the keys to the season, one of the keys is stop the run. And then when you do that, stop the run again. And then when you do yeah. that, stop the run again. I think that's one of the keys to the season. <laughs> yeah, it's. But they didn't do a good real job last year. And I'll be honest with you, their their offense has got got a it's got a change. The offense was atrocious last year. You know, and it just wasn't really it wasn't really tuned up. It wasn't really good. Um but I'll say this. Call your local fire department because something's burning down. Nebraska's going to go bowling for the first time since 2016. I think there's a shot. I mean, you know, the schedule ain't that bad. Yeah. It's not really. I we'll, mean, we'll talk about it. All right. Top transfers in and, and out. I've got uh, tied in uh, Eric Gilbert transferring in from Georgia. And then out, I've got uh, Ernest Hossman, linebacker, that transferred to Michigan. I'll say this. He was talking about their defense. Stop the run, stop the run. They bring back eight starters off this team from last year. So, there's going to be some experience yeah, They there. gave up like 175 yards a game rushing. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's not good. But at the same time, you know – What's that? What's that old saying? You know, you well, can get better. Some experience. Each, yeah, each and each and every year you get experience, and you can yeah get better every single year. Which I think. All right. So Matt Rule is going to do a good job anyway. So they have an edge guy that's a freshman that's coming in as a freshman. All right, and he's got an absolutely crazy last name. I'm not even going to try. To pronounce it, his first name is Prince Will. Prince Will, that's his first name, and his he starts with a U. I don't know what how to pronounce that, but he's an edge rusher, and I think he could be absolutely key to this defense improving. Um, you know, he's six four, two hundred and thirty pounds, out of Texas. Um, you know, he's he's. He's the kind of guy that could be a game changer. And like I said, he is a freshman. So we'll see what happens. But I am going to throw his name out as a key player. Since if we can we go to the schedule real quick? I'm going to get there. Hang on just a minute. My key <laughs> game, my key game is at Colorado. 
Yeah, that's that's the biggest game. But you got to think here. September look at, their, look at their schedule. They play Northern Illinois at home, Louisiana Tech, Iowa, Maryland, Northwestern, Purdue. Then they go on the road to Illinois, play Michigan at home, which I think they'll lose at home to Michigan. But at Michigan State, at Minnesota, at Wisconsin, there is a chance in there they can get six wins. Well, they're going to have to win this key game against Colorado. They they are not getting the six wins if they can't win this game the second week of the season against Colorado and Deion Sanders. No, all the talk, all the talk is going to be about Deion Sanders and all the players we brought in and prime Prime time. That all the talk you won't hear crap about Matt Rule and him being a first year head coach. All you're all you're going to hear is Deion Sanders, and yeah. it is a huge rivalry game between Colorado and Nebraska, old Big 12 uh, rivalry game, and I think it's absolute key for this team I, it, to it, get it's, five or six wins. It's a really key game, I think. Yeah. All right. Best players, give you a few names real quick. Quarterback Jeff Sims. Uh, Billy Kemp is a wide receiver that's a senior, um, and they've got a cornerback by the name of Newsom. He's a senior um, and a linebacker, Raymer, that is a senior. I think that's going to be some of their best players. Mm-hmm. Um, fun stats. There wasn't too much fun going on in Nebraska last year, just to be quite honest with you. So this, you know, they gave up 67% on fourth down conversions last year. So like you said, that's probably not going to be too fun. You kind of looked over their schedule already. I'm going to set their win total at six. Might even do five and a half. Let's do five and a half. I'll set their win total at five and a half. Do yeah. you think they can get above that? Above or below? There's a chance. Like you said, it's all about can they win that first game? That's that's the big key. Can they be? I think that Colorado game at home, it's the home game. They get them at home. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a big game. If they can get that win, I think they get to six wins. I really do. If they beat Nebraska, they they get a bowl game. If they beat Colorado. We're talking I mean, about Colorado. Nebraska. My bad. They don't beat themselves. Yeah, uh, if they beat Colorado, they'll get a bowl game. I think. All right, so I'm going to move on to Northwestern. Oh. Northwestern's in. Did you really have to? Did you really have to tonight? Did you really have to tonight? Do what? I said, did you really have to go this route tonight? <laughs> the Brad Northwestern. Yeah. So. Northwestern, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to kind of skip over them a little bit. They are in a survival mode 
right now, I think mm-hmm. Northwestern is. I mean, Pat Fitzgerald has been their horse that they have rode as a player, as a coach for years and years and years. And they are now in some trouble with all of this stuff that's going on. They have an interim head coach. David Braun is his name. Um, they were 1-11 last year anyway. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I think they are in survival mode. If they could get three wins this year, it would be an absolute plus. Uh here, here's a key stat since we're doing fun stats. Northwestern, since playing for the Big 12 cha- or Big 12, Big 10 championship in 2020, they are four and 20 over the last two years. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I know. They were one and 11 last year. That's not good. Yeah. Um, so. Like I said, if they could just get to a point where, you know, they would have a shot at three wins, I think they would be pretty happy. I've got it. I've got them set at three wins. Um, And, you know, they play at Rutgers. They play UTEP. They play at Duke, Minnesota, Penn State. They play Howard. You know, if they can just – if they can pick up three or four wins, I think that would be a a win for them. Like, that would be – that would be uplifting to them at Northwestern. Yeah, it would. If they could pick up three or four wins. All right, so let's go to Ohio State. Of course, Ohio State has got – Ryan Day, and he's 46 and whatever. I don't know. He's way up there. 45 and 6. He's only lost six games out of 51. All right. In uh, four years. He's only been there four years, and he's played 51 games. And First. he's got probably one of the best receiving cores in America. Oh, yeah. And- His receiving core – is is NF will will challenge NFL receiving cores, okay? The only receiving <laughs> core that even comes close is Washington. Washington yeah. has two thousand yard yard receivers. Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams might be the best two prolific ground game in college football. You know, and I this mean, team, you know, and they added Michael Hartline as I think he's the Offensive coordinator now. Um, the defense lost a couple guys, but they, they they fixed that in the transfer portal. So there's not a lot of concerns there. And they got a unbelievable coordinator in Jim Knowles. And it's only his second year, and he's already doing the things that he's doing. Yeah. So, so. my key my key to the season. In, in big games like against Penn State and Michigan, their defense cannot get gouged. No. In the last two years, in the biggest games against the elite talent, their defense has been getting gouged. It has. So, to me, that's, that's one of the keys 
to them. Um, transfers out. They lost uh, J.K. Johnson to LSU, and they brought in Josh Simmons from San Diego State, an, an offensive tackle. Key players, I think uh, Josh Fryer, senior offensive tackle, um, is going to be a key player for them. You know who else is going to be a key player? Kyle McCord. He's the guy to replace Mark Stroud, JT Stroud. Kyle, Kyle McCord, I've got him on here as another name. Um, CJ, CJ Stroud. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be uh, replacing CJ Stroud, which is a big, big, big shoes to fill, by the way. But, I mean, I know big, lost, big shoes. I know they lost CJ Stroud. But when you can go in there as a quarterback and look at the receiving room that they got, that gives you a little just hope. Get it, just get it close to Harrison, and he's catching it. So you <laughs> he's know. catching it pretty much every time. Yeah. Yeah. All Did right. You see the catch? Did you see the catch? Did you see the catch I, last year that he made on the sideline? The one where his foot was hanging of off. The, I, a few of them, man. I mean, he's elite, man. Elite. All right. So, key game. You know, you can look at their schedule and you can talk about some other games if you want, but I've got at Michigan, last game of the season, November 25th. Mm-hmm. If you're Ohio State, what other key game could you possibly have? I mean, yes. I know Notre Dame is early in the year. That'll be a key game for them, you know, and they the play game. Penn State. Just be honest, the game is the biggest one of the of the year. Right? Yeah, I mean. Because so, basically – they're playing for a title in that game, like, because there's nobody that has. I mean, unless talent. Notre Dame knocks them off and Penn State knocks them off. Yeah, then, but you know, who, who really has the talent that Michigan and Ohio State possess in the Big Ten? Sam Hartman's going to catch fire. That's all I know. I don't know. Well, I mean, he, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just Better throwing hope. it out there. Hope. Better hope for a Hail Mary and a prayer is all I can say. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there, man. Of course, the best players, there is nobody. To me, the entire, the best player in the country. I'm including all the quarterbacks. The best player in the country is Marvin Harrison Jr. Mark it down. The best player in the country. He's tough. He's legit. I'm telling you. He can do things. You know, he can do things that a lot of receivers can't do, man. He just. And their other wide receiver is amazing as well. But Marvin Harrison Jr., I mean. If you want some fun stats, go watch Marvin Harrison Jr. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, watch watch his catches on the sideline and, and the stuff that he does in the back of the end zone. And, I mean, it's just amazing. Fun stat for them, they had 42 passing touchdowns. The opponents only had 19. Last pretty, year. That's pretty good. All right, schedule. 
Indiana, Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, at Notre Dame, fourth game of the year. That's the one I was saying. I you could you could say is a you know key game. Open date: mm-hmm. Maryland at home, at Purdue, Penn State at home, at Wisconsin, at Rutgers, Michigan State at home, Minnesota at home, and at Michigan. There's only two games in there that Ohio State possibly could have a test. Notre Dame on the road is, is, is going to be a tough game. That's well, like I'll I put, said. I'll put, them, I'll put them as three. Yeah. On on the road at Notre Dame. On the road at Wisconsin. And and is it is the Michigan game a home game this year? Yeah, it's it's at Michigan. It's at Ann Arbor. Well, it's at Ann Arbor. Well, that's the third yeah. game that'll be the test. So yeah. those three, because Wisconsin's going to be a lot better this year than. Beaver and then they Island. get Penn State at home, and Penn State at home. So, and Ohio State's pretty good at home. So, so I've got their win total set the same as Michigan, ten and a half. At ten and a half, they their schedule is a little tougher than Michigan's. If you look at the yeah, if, you, if you compare tougher, their schedule. But- Ohio State's schedule is a little tougher than Michigan's. It is. But let's let's just say they get to the the winner of the Michigan Ohio State game has an easier access to the college football playoff. The loser has to hope that one of them loses in the Big Ten championship. I mean, I'm I'm still going to pick them eleven and one. Yeah, but. I think there is a possibility that Ohio State could go ten and two and lose their minds because their their season's awful. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. I mean, God forbid they go ten and two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez, man. We just we we just want that I around mean, these parts of the country. I oh. mean. I mean, they'll be they'll be jumping off bridges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they go ten and two and get beat by Michigan. Yeah, that's just how it is in that rivalry, man. <laughs> a third year in a row. Uh-uh. Third year in a row. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like that's I'm like you right now means of being fired or something, man. Like that's. All right, let's get to Penn State. We got Penn State. James Franklin is unbelievably in his 10th year at Penn State. Don't seem like he's been there that long. This is, this is his 10th year. They went 11-2 and two last year. They're always right there. They're always knocking on the door. They just can't get past Michigan and Ohio State. He just can't beat them and get past Michigan and Ohio State. That's the only teams he dominates just about everybody else except for two years ago. He had a little bit of a down year. Um, but for the most part, he is 78 and 36 at Penn State. Um, went 11 and 2 last year. Has a great team back and lined up. To be fair about Penn State, their, their wide receivers 
are there's some question marks at receivers for Penn State, but their running yeah. game is is pretty good. Their offensive line is going to be really good. Um, they got the quarterback Drew Alar. He's a rising star. Yeah, um, quarterback coming in to replace Sean Clifford. And I tell you what, Penn State's playing. I got my keys. Than- I got my keys. Is don't forget how good the running backs are. Yeah, and and the defense is still going to be good. You know, they they lost um, Jair Brown, they lost Joey Porter, um, Jr. to the NFL, but they're bringing back one of the best linebackers in the country, named Abdul Carter, and they they bring back Isaac and Chop Robinson. And and I'll be honest with you, Manny Diaz, he's I think he's coming from Miami. Well, I think he he was at Miami, I think. And he's coming yeah. into a really good situation, I think, at defensive coordinator. So, there's a lot to be desired for Penn State in terms of off offensively in certain spots. But if they do like they always done all year, they're going to be really good. Because Penn State always seems to have that one game where they go absolutely nuts and and win. I don't care who it is. Yeah. And you and, and it's usually they're playing in Happy Valley with the whiteout. It's when it happens. So. All right. So you was talking about Joey Porter Jr. I think a replacement mm-hmm. and one of the key players for them is going to be Johnny Dixon. Cornerback, yeah, senior, um, I, you know, you know, I, to to be kind of the lead guy for their secondary um, to replace what Joey Potter Jr. was last year. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be a key for their for their defense. Mm-hmm. Joey Porter's a big loss. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a huge loss. And key game, know. I have uh, Michigan November the eleventh as a key game for them. Um, They get them at home and the Ohio state game is on the road this year. So, you know, those, I mean, when you're looking at Penn state, those are the two games. Like they really have trouble getting past those two wins Mm -hmm. or those two games and getting wins in those two games. And that's where James Franklin, that's the only thing that he hasn't really been able to do at Penn state on any kind of consistency. Their non-conference slate is. Let's just be honest. It's it's soft as the other side of the field. Like it's not it's not good. Yeah, yeah. But I don't have. I I look at this from another perspective. You know, they get an upgraded quarterback. Like, they do. Their their quarterback play has not been real good the last couple of years, and. I say my my overpick would be ten. I don't think they're going to lose twice in the same year. If they do lose twice, it's going to be to Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, so their schedule they play what they play West Virginia, Delaware, at Illinois, Iowa at home, at Northwestern, open date, UMass at home, mm-hmm. at Ohio State, Indiana at home. At Maryland, which would be a little bit of a test, 
Mm-hmm. Michigan at home, Rutgers at home, and at Michigan State. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've got their their win loss. When you look at their schedule, DraftKings has it set at nine and a half. I really think it should be ten. Really, like when you look at their schedule, I can, you know, ten and two is. I think that's where they should be, and if they could beat one of the two, then maybe they have a chance of being in the, you know, to, uh, to you know, to upset the apple cart in the Big Ten between yeah. Michigan and Ohio State. Which I don't think they're going to lose twice in the same year, except to those two teams. Yeah. Unless they just completely lay an egg, you know. So. So when I look at their schedule, I say ten and two. I don't know what you what you saying, that's, but that's, that's, what that's what I say. I, that's what I'm going with. All right. So we got Purdue next up. Purdue's got a first year head coach coming in. Um, they lost Jeff Brom. He went to Louisville. Ryan Walters is his name, and he is a true first-year head coach. Um, he also got Hudson Card. Offensive line. The quarterback from Texas. He got a good pickup out yeah. of transfer portal. Yeah, yeah. And he's offensive-minded, kind of like Brom was, um, but he is a true first-year head coach. Mm-hmm. One thing I will tell him, so my key to the season for Purdue, if you're a first-year head coach, it's okay to run the ball a little bit. It is. All right? Here, here's it's the okay problem. It's okay to run. I want to tell you, Ryan Walters, if you ever pay attention or watch this show, it's okay to run the ball a little bit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know we don't need to look at their schedule, but this is where the first year of his campaign, he has a – but like the schedule is so hard. They play Fresno State, Syracuse, at Virginia Tech, at Iowa, at Michigan. Like, and not to mention he – well, he gets Wisconsin at home. That's a big one. And he gets Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern on the road. But that schedule is daunting. Well, I mean, they got, my, got key game, my key There's game four, is West, that Wisconsin game is my key game for yeah. There's a four-game stretch. There's a four-game stretch starting in October where he has to play um, Iowa, Nebraska, and Michigan with Ohio State sandwiched in between them. Yeah. That's tough. It is. My key game for them is is um, Wisconsin, September 23rd. I'm just going to go with it right now. I got five wins. And that might be where them. they I settle. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't see them winning six games. Especially with that schedule. I mean, 
they got a new coach. They, uh, you know, Which they got a brand up, new I mean, coach. Their quarterback play is another question mark. You the quarterback is coming in uh, from Texas. I mean, he's got talent, but he's not been playing. So, you know, yeah. um, you know, so there is some question marks with this Purdue team for sure. There he is. I agree. And, you, and you say, I mean, I have their win total set at six because and I think bowl say, eligibility. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, bowl eligibility would be would be what they would be shooting for. Um, but you said you got them at five, five and seven. I do. I, I just don't think they're they're going to win. Like, I don't think they're going to win that many games. I just don't. All right. You already kind of went through and talked about their schedule, so we'll move on. This is taking quite a bit to run through 14 teams. So, How many more we got left? I knew these would. Three. I knew these would run a little bit longer. Yeah, they're, they're all right. So we got Rutgers up. coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rutgers. You got uh, old Greg Schiano. He's in his fifteenth year there in a second stint. That's yeah. his second stint there. Um, he was four and eight last year. One and eight in the Big Ten last year. You know, does Rutgers make any noise at all in the Big Ten this year, do you think? Do they have any players coming in? Mm. I mean, their key players, probably their quarterback. Not not right now. I mean, they're (sighs) – in order for them to take a step forward, though, they're going to have to get a better offensive rhythm. Their offense was just not good last year. Quarterback play was bad. Um, I think they. So were, does Shiano survive us another se- another like four and eight, three and nine season at Rutgers? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, <sighs> I got a key game listed at Virginia Tech for uh, Virginia Tech September the sixteenth. Virginia Tech is I'll not say, going to be a good team. I'll say this. They do have a chance to improve, though, because they returned seven starters on defense. So, there, there's, yeah. there's a chance there for their defense to be better. Um, how, many did they, how many did they win last year? Four? Yeah, they were four and eight. I say we'd be good to them and give them a five this year. I mean, there's just not – I just don't think there's a I mean, lot if of you talent look, in if that. you look at their team, their best players are all defensive players. Yeah, they're all their defensive top, players. Their top six or seven players are all defensive players. They're defensive players. Defensive end, cornerback, well, two linebackers. Defensive and he had end. to fix, and Shiano had to fix a lot of the secondary because there's a lot of yeah. holes in it. So, so their strong suit on this team is definitely going to be their defense. It is. For sure, it is. I've got their win total set at four and a half. That's what I've got their win total set as. Here, here, here's the thing: Rutgers has only won five games once in the last eight years. 
I think they'll go three and zero in non-conference, but that's not a guaranteed either, <laughs> because you know they play Temple, Wagner. Um, I think it's what Virginia Tech and Virginia Tech. <sighs> you know, their and they, they get Northwest. They get Northwestern at home to open that's, the that's season. In the big, that's in the Big Ten opener, I think. Yeah, there's it is. To open the season. There's a chance they can win that game. Yeah, but. I got them going five and seven. Outside of that, when you look at their schedule, I mean, they get Michigan State at home. Can they win that? Um, they go on the road at Indiana. Can they win that? And outside of that, I don't really see any other wins. I don't either. You know, so I think four or five wins, if you're going to give them five, I'll say four, and I set their win total four and a half. Half. Yeah, just so I think that's I think that's kind of where where they are at for Rutgers. Mm-hmm. What's the last two teams we got here? And then the last team, actually, this one's the last team we did Purdue. So Wisconsin is the last team. Okay. Well. And Wisconsin has a first new head coach, not a, not a first-year head coach, but a new head coach for them. Luke Fickle um, comes from Cincinnati, a, who's I'll say built this. a powerhouse there. What Wisconsin is trying to do isn't easy in one offseason. But He's the type of coach that could get them to that standard because he's a really great coach. The defense is going to be really good. Well, Wisconsin um, has has at least personnel. They do, but the, the 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 style of play is what I'm getting at. It's to recruit all. Yeah, that they're going to be a little different. Coach. Yeah, it's going to be a little different. Yeah, yeah. you know. They but have when to you look Ohio at their State. schedule, and we'll do that in a minute. There are wins to be on the schedule now. I mean. If you look at their schedule, they've got some wins on their schedule. I don't think it's too far-fetched to say that this Wisconsin team could rebound and be 8-4. and four. Or win, I, I really or don't will. think that's a, a stretch. And possibly win nine games. Or 10. Because if you look at it, their non-conference schedule is Buffalo at Washington State, which that would be a – I think that – we talked about that last night. That would be a difficult first game, second game. Um, at Georgia Southern. And then this is where it gets kind of tricky. They play at Illinois. Well, this ain't in, in a row. At Indiana, home against Iowa, at Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Rutgers, all at home. And they only get the really hardest game that they got is Ohio State. In which they play at Purdue, which I'm telling you, you look at their schedule and eight or nine wins is possible. I really do think it is. It's there, yeah. So they're still in divisions. They're still in divisions. 
and Wisconsin is in that opposite division. Yep. And, and they, you know, in the East, and in the East they get Indiana and Rutgers. So I'm, I mean, okay, the over and under on this one. I want to say ten, but I'm going to so go say for out. I had their. You know, I had their over and under set at eight, and that's off of what they did last year and stuff. But when you look at their schedule, I think I think they could they could win eight or nine games pretty easily. I think. I do, and well, I'm going um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the their their division it's going to come down to Wisconsin and Iowa. I think in their division to play in the championship game, it's going to come down to Wisconsin and Iowa. Illinois might have a chance of a little say-so in there. That would be my third team that I would put in on that side. But when you look at division-wise, I think it's Wisconsin and Iowa. Yeah, I do too. Um, I'm just going to put it out there. They're going to win 10. I give West, you got them 10? I, I was going to go the safe route and go nine, but there's so there, there's a chance for them to win 10 games on this schedule. You know what this schedule reminds me of? We'll be talking about them later, but it's favorable like Louisville's schedule is. There's nine or 10 wins on this schedule. It is. They, they have a favorable. I'm telling you, Wisconsin has a favorable schedule this year in the Big Ten. They, they do. really that's, do. That's a, that's a fact. So, I'm going to. All right. So, what, what two teams you got playing in the championship game? It's hard to pick, it's hard to pick against Michigan. I mean. <laughs> but I'm going to say that this is the year Ohio State finally gets them back. And they go into Ann Arbor and they take care of business. And it'll Wisconsin, be a tough one, but they might. I say it's going to be Ohio State and Wisconsin for the championship again. Oh, well. Ohio State they, and Wisconsin. They, they played before against each other, I think. A couple of years. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think All Wisconsin. Right. Is, and the winner. I'll, I'll, um, I'll go opposite. I'll go opposite. Since you went Ohio State and Wisconsin, I'll go Michigan and Iowa. <laughs> okay. And go completely opposite, and that way, winner, that way we can cover. I think that's going to be your four teams. It is, um, and I'll pick Michigan as my conference winner. I think I'm going to pick Wisconsin as my winner, or not Wisconsin, Ohio State. Um, right. I think Ohio. I think Ohio State is the team to beat this year. In, in the big team. And I think I've already mentioned my player of the year a time or two. Um, yeah. You there's got, nobody you better than Marvin Harris. That's, Jr. Like, that's, that's who I'm going to me, To me, he's the player of the year in the big 10. I, I know is. you got JJ McCarthy in there. That's going to have a little say so in that. And people lean towards quarterbacks. So, 
you know, um, yeah, you know, Marvin Harrison might not get it, okay, but he is clearly the best player in the Big Ten. He is, I agree. That's that's my take on it. So, guys, we went through the whole Big Ten. Um, some of these things are, are a little long, uh, but once we kind of get back to not doing these previews, we'll get back to an hour, our regular like hour and a half, hour and 20-minute shows. Um, but, you know, getting through these entire conferences and talking about each team takes a little bit of time. So Yeah, I uh... – so, so they'll know. I won't. I won't be on for the ACC. The girl will be on for the ACC. Is that next week? Yeah, the ACC is next week. Yeah, I'll be. I'll 15. be back. I'll be back for the ACC portion of it. So, um, she'll be on for the ACC. So, but I All had right. a fun time. I had a fun time tonight, though. Yep. So uh, we got through the Big Ten. I, I am using a new stream. I think it was better. John, did it seem better for you? A lot better or just some better? A lot better. Like you could see, you could hear things, you could talk. Yeah. It was a lot easier to manage. Yeah. So this might be our new go-to. Yeah. I am using a new stream and trying something different here tonight. Been having some trouble. So I'm, I'm glad things went a little better. I've been um, I've been trying a lot of different things and spent a little money and still couldn't find a, a good thing. So I I'm, I'm excited. I'm just excited about football season. I mean, we're sitting here talking about it and it's just yeah, it's what, 17, 16 days away. It's oh yeah, it starts the twenty sixth. So you know yeah. you know you're starving for football when you want to watch Vanderbilt and Hawaii on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Navy and Notre Dame play that day. That's yeah, pretty I know, good. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know you're starving when you watch that kind of game. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. Uh, next week I will be on and on the fifteenth on Tuesday night, same time, eight o'clock, and we will do the ACC preview next week. Um, might have somebody different on with me. We'll see. We'll talk about that as the week goes on. But College Sportscast will be here and do an ACC preview for you next week. And we appreciate you guys being on with us. And y'all have a good night. And, man, we can't wait for some football. I'm ready to tackle Brad here tonight. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) We can't wait for some college football, man. Hey, as Hank Williams says, are you ready for some football? (laughs) Y'all have a good one, man. All right, see you, man.